0: Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive, our weekly podcast where we share our stories of starting and running our float centers. We love it when you join us each week as we work together to raise our education level on building, marketing, and running our float centers. You can find us on Facebook, MySpace, Twitter, and Instagram (laughs) at Art of the Float. Visit artofthefloat.com to find show notes, links, and pictures from every episode. I'm your co-host, Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon. And as always, I'm joined by Amy Grimes of Float Nashville, uh, and Float Alchemy. Gosh, I, I got to get used to that. Float Alchemy as well. And I think somewhere back there behind all the uh, the soundboards is Brian Ben Pesky, co-founder of Art of the Float and producer of the show. A few thanks to our Patreon supporters, Megan Johnston and Ty Richardson. Thank you so much for your support, for supporting us on Patreon. Artofthefloat.com forward slash Patreon is where you want to go to check us out. Before we get started on our topic, the big question, does your float center need a dress code? Is it going to help your business? Is it going to harm your business? Is it going to piss off your employees? We're going to get into that, but first I want to give a big thank you to Float Helm. Float Helm is the software built from the ground up by float center owners, specifically for float center owners, and it's grown since that conception from just being specifically for float tanks to being able to schedule for float tanks for your customers to schedule Float tanks, massage, acupuncture, basically anything that you're wanting to schedule in Float Helm, it can now accommodate for That includes your salt caves, your saunas, all that good stuff can be taken care of in Float Helm, but it does more than just that, that your standard uh, bookers will do. This one also does uh, um, logbook. This is probably my favorite thing, it's just you have a 24-hour conversation going within uh, helm so that your whole crew can be up to date on what is going on day to day. Since it's really hard to get everybody in the building at the same time, you can just see what's going on in logbook until the last time you checked in and see what the conversation has about been about, ba- what the conversation has been about, which is really nice. So floathelm.com is where you want to go to get that and a whole lot more things that Floathelm can do for you and your float center. The best thing of all is they give you a free live tour, so there's no reason not to go to floathelm.com schedule uh, a tour and have them show you around again flowhelm.com is where you want to go amy grimes how are you doing this evening
1: i am fantastic dylan how are you
0: i'm good i feel a little under the weather so i feel like my head is just a little slower than normal which for oh. me is not a good thing but uh but business is good and I... uh, Yes.
1: Are you sure you're not in Tennessee? Because right now, we are having the worst allergy season ever.
0: Is that is that it? Maybe I got <laughs> so some. So maybe
1: you're really some like that somewhere. Pollen. Yeah, it's the pollen count. You know, we it's... live in basically one big bowl, and everything just kind of keeps staying in that bowl and going around. Everybody's miserable
0: right now. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we boring. went through that in Portland. <laughs> we went through that so bad. Uh, I am uh, – I. We, we put in our time. I know Brian, he gets hit so hard by it. Oh. Brian is never more unhappy than during allergy season. It is so, so bad. Uh, so I just hope that everything go, Everything else goes well in his life during <laughs> allergy season uh, because it's just so miserable. But uh, yes. I hope he um, better fast. One thing I wanted to mention, um, besides just being a little under the weather, is that uh, our... Float tanks are filling back up, and it feels really good. <laughs> we, good. uh Summer is over. I feel like this is the first time we've really been impacted during the summer by... Um, uh, the fact that everybody in Portland leaves. Like, that's a very common thing in Portland. Like, we're, we're indoors, indoors, indoors. The sun is out, going to the mountain, going to the ocean, going to the lakes, going to the rivers. Super cool, awesome. We're an outdoorsy community. That's great. But it's not good for business when you want people to be inside experiencing True. nothing. But... Um, traditionally we've had people coming from out of town and TripAdvisor has been very good for us, uh, for people coming into town to see, oh, there's something to do here that looks very unique. We're the number one spa in Oregon. It's really cool. It ranks us up high and people come in and book space walks, which is float massage and acupuncture and a meal like these, these big, uh, big ticket items that we can do, which are also really fun for us to do. So all of a sudden those aren't happening this year and it's really, um, the first time. If you go to TripAdvisor.com, because I I know your next question is going to be, like, Mm -hmm. why the heck is that? Uh, They are really promoting uh, your car rentals, your bookings, your flights, you know, all that stuff, which I'm sure has some kind of a larger financial uh, cut for them to be a part of is now their big push. And what to do when you're in that place is now a much smaller aspect of that. So... Uh, Hmm. there that's pushed way to the back and the spa portion is even further back there. So, uh, that has clearly impacted us. Um, so it, it is a good wake up call for us to go, okay, we want to be prepared next summer. What are the things that we can do? Hmm. Um, something that we've been pretty lackadaisical in is reaching out to other, um, hotels, that sort of thing, and making sure that they're aware of us, have our menu on site, that kind of thing. Do you
1: have a visitor's convention bureau? For Portland?
0: I'm absolutely certain that we do. Uh, I'm not part of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, we, uh, we got really involved with the one in Nashville and now we're starting to get involved with the one in Murfreesboro mm, mm-hmm. and you know we had a weak summer obviously in Murfreesboro and yet Murfreesboro mm. is growing and has its own convention. Actually it's two convention centers or at least large areas where they have larger events uh-huh. and Uh, We're hoping the same as you is next year, it'll be a little bit, a little bit better. It'll Uh kind of support us a little bit more than it has this past year, but it has always been very helpful for us in Nashville. Um, And we've, we found it to be, like I said, very helpful. Um, It's helped us get through summers. So hopefully, Mm -hmm. (laughs) hopefully next year you'll see a change.
0: Well, speaking of which, and I've mentioned this before, but are we switched to a single membership? Um, so we used to have like one float a month, two float a month, four float a month, we even had eight float a month. I think that was off menu. Uh and, and more. There, there are plenty of off-menu options, but we just publicly said there's one float membership, it's one fee, and then um, you know, you can pay for extra floats as you go if you want to. And I think that really helped us over the summertime because we saw almost no fluctuation in our revenue over the summer. Which is weird. Uh, it's weird to see your tanks being empty, but at the end of the month, seeing you know that that final number at the at the very end of the month be equivalent to the the year before. Mind you, you want to see growth, right? You don't necessarily want to see the exact same number, but uh, con- considering how it was our first time seeing so many empty tanks during the summertime and and lack of large bookings, that yeah. felt really really good. Um, and just one other thing. Uh, a little, little different, but uh, we had a, a sale. We wanted to have a big sale um, that was outside of the holiday time because we don't want to do that during the holidays, but we do want to have one annual sale. And uh, we decided that this would be a good time, uh, just you know, right as school is starting, parents are getting back into the swing of things, uh, having a big sale. And it went really well, the numbers were awesome. I know I mentioned this last week, and then the numbers continued to, to be um, what we would consider to be very strong. And then we probably wouldn't have done this in years past because we're, we're kind of shy, we don't want to overstep our bounds. We're, maybe we're worried about people unsubscribing, but we sent a second email out uh, that just said 12 hours left for the best sale of our year. You know, some good, some good verbiage there. Uh, some some kind of eye-catching, a little bit of fear of missing out style stuff there. And uh, that that is actually today that it's happened, and um, it has had a very large impact. A lot of people have made purchases, so apparently that was a smart thing to do. And uh, we haven't had a bunch of unsubscribes or anything like that. Even though we did part start making it very clear at the bottom of our email in very large font, if you've moved away, if you're no longer interested, please unsubscribe. Because honestly, we don't want to keep paying to be in their spam box, or mm-hmm. you know, it, the 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 email last blast somewhere around like twelve thousand. I, I think it's around twelve thousand. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that one, but it's huge, and that costs a lot of money to send out communications to people. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, so, if we can have a few people choose to shed that, that'll that'll be nice for us.
1: And also, I like to remind them not to market as spam. <laughs>
0: Just remind them that they
1: signed up for it and we're happy to unsubscribe them. Please don't mark it as (laughs) spam. That gets us in trouble. We'll take care of it.
0: (laughs) Good call. Good call. How are you doing this week, Amy? It's really good to see you, by the way.
1: Hey, thanks. It's good to be seen. Because, you know, we we had a really super busy weekend and it felt like a real float center, Uh, (laughs) or at least the ones that we're used to. That felt really nice. Sweet. Um, the weeks still are a little shaky, but mm-hmm. th- this weekend gave me faith that, okay, awesome. we're going to be all right. We just have to, we just have to make it through. Um, but, uh, we had a call. It was Saturday. Was it Saturday? Yep. Saturday afternoon. Mark comes in. Uh, he had stepped outside to get a phone call from float Nashville. He came in he's like, uh, just got a call and someone floated with pink hair and the tank is completely discolored mm. and, um, the towels are completely pink, and uh, the walls, there's pink on yeah. the walls, there's pink everywhere. Wow. He's like, wow. I, I need to go and find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. So come to find out, this girl said she'd had her hair for two weeks, and had her hair pink for two weeks, and uh-huh. it was fine, and she wasn't having any problems. And the question we always ask is, now, is it marking towels? You know, is, are your towels coming coming clean? Right. You know, is the water running clear? And she swore that it was, and Yeah. It wasn't. So, Brutal. Mark had to leave early uh, and left us, left the two of us to handle All Float Alchemy and spent the rest of the During night During your first water. busy day. <laughs> first busy day. We're just slammed, slam, slam, slam. I'm running from one end of the building to another, and our building is really, really long. Let's just say that. It's over 100, oh, it's, is it 100 and, I don't know, some obnoxious number, 160 feet long. It's crazy. But... Um, so, running back and forth, and he had to go deal with, deal with that. So, that was a bummer. You know, we lost four floats that day, which sucks. Mm. Fortunately, it did not hurt the fiber. That's always my first, my first worry is, okay, you know, if we lose the salt water, eh, not a huge, it is a huge deal. But in the scope of all things, what I'm really worried about is, is it going to stain the fiberglass of the mm-hmm. tank? Mm-hmm. That was my big panic. So, we waited all day, fingers crossed. It turned out okay, but still. Four floats. It could have been worse, though. could have been worse. It happens to all of us, right? Yep.
0: Oh, yeah. been there. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, totally. Yep. Yeah, this couldn't have been your first time, right?
1: No, it's only our second, though. In five years, wow. this is only the second time. And, you know, we are considering making a policy change that any of the vegetable-based dyes, um, that we just can't allow them to, to float oh. because they don't seem to ever stop bleeding.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. Huh. So I mean, she talked, and you know, the funny thing is, is they asked the questions at the front desk. She signed the waiver. They asked the the right questions. Um, they felt uncomfortable because it, her hair was still bright pink, but they let her float. Uh,
0: wow, and you know, just, it, it that's enjoyed. interesting to me, just because um, sometimes hair dye, even if it's new, and it, and it you like see it all over the towel. But it doesn't leave a big mark in the water. Like it doesn't really make that big of a difference. And I'm kind of surprised that pink made such a big, I guess, imprint on the color of the of the water.
1: Yeah, it was <laughs> it was cloudy and pretty darn pink. Oh man, cloudy. Yeah, yeah. Boo, boo. But we were able to clean it. So you know, like I said, in the uh, in the scope of what could have happened, at the worst, mm-hmm. um, it was very mild. But you know, you still lose. Four floats, which is right, you
0: know, now, significant. Would, would you ever? I don't know if gamble is the right word, but would you ever ask a client and and say like, somebody had hair dye in here? Are you comfortable with that? It doesn't impact the actual float itself. Would you have that conversation?
1: I personally wouldn't uh-huh. um, because. In, if, if it were like a regular client uh, who we knew on a personal level, yeah. and I knew they needed to float, there was an injury or something, I might give them the option. But honestly, I, I want this. Cons- I want a certain consistency in the floats that I give. Yeah. And you never know. Even though they might say it's okay, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: you don't know what's going on in that noggin. Yeah, you really don't. And what they might say when they leave. People are very nice, especially in the South. People will... People be real nice to your face and then turn around and give you a a two star review. Hmm. Uh, So that's um, that positive,
0: huh? Nice. Nice.
1: Well, you know, uh, bless their hearts, but (laughs) you know how they are in the South.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm learning. uh, Yeah, (laughs) you're
1: learning. Uh, So I just I don't want to take that chance. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with it, Mm -hmm. uh, but I personally would not feel
0: comfortable. Okay. Would you? I think I have. have <laughs> yeah, you? yeah. I think it might have been within the first few years of opening, which I think is when we like didn't have any policy or didn't know what to tell people uh, at that time. I mean, this was still kind of in the infancy of the float, uh, uh, what do you call it, float center resurgence, kind of the second mm. wave of, of float centers opening up, and there was just no information on that, and so it was just touch and go, see how it goes. So, uh, yeah, I think I had that conversation once or twice, yeah. <laughs> would I would I have it now? Um I like your strategy, which is, you know, did they is this a regular customer? Do they need this float? That definitely makes a difference to me. Uh when we know somebody and have can have the conversation you know, they've been floating with us for years. There's a few clients I can think of in my head that Pretty much anything could go down, and I could have a conversation with them about it. Where with most customers, it, there's not a lot of transparency behind the scenes. I don't want to talk to them about sanitation and how we wipe down the shower handles and all that stuff. I want all that to be behind the scenes unless they ask. And I, I like it that way. Um, so that, not, not to increase mystery, but to, so your brain doesn't ever even have to go there. You can just enjoy the experience.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with you, and I feel you on that one.
0: But can I just say cheers to uh, a busy weekend? <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I'm really happy to hear that.
1: Uh, you know, I, it's still not the numbers that I had hoped to see, but it's enough. Yeah. It's the numbers are big enough that I can, you know, it all comes down. Can I pay bills at this point? Um, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be an uphill battle, but we're going to make it. It's just the cool. longer, just a much longer runway, and it's <sighs> it, it's kind of a little hairy sometimes. Sometimes you you get you get nervous. Uh, but that's okay. That's life. That's part of being an entrepreneur, and that's the fun, and that's the <laughs> hard part of it too.
0: Amen. Yeah. well Let's see here. Should we get to our big topic?
1: I, you know, I'm so oh. glad we're talking about this tonight. Yeah, I am. Um, be- well, because when Mark, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Uh, oh yeah, no. I, Mark is a great segue. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of dress codes, Mark is a great baseline. Yes. It's absolute. Oh no, that' too mean of a joke. Um, yeah, let's talk about um, let's use Mark, Mark as a as a great attitude. So I think it's okay that we could rib rib him a little bit here. Um, <laughs> and I, almost now I want to talk about like what's what's the the worst clothes employees have sent or, or shown up to. But maybe we shouldn't go there. That's just a little bit too mean. Um, but uh, and oh, you and I'm saying. Smart. Uh, employees, but it also could be co-owners as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know what? You know, I, I don't know if it's being mean. It's a matter of when they show up and you cringe a little inside. Mm. That's when you realize that maybe you have not spoken clearly or set clear yeah. boundaries as to what they are or are not allowed to wear.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's not being mean. It's it's a
0: an well, issue, and it's a serious issue. Yeah, the way <laughs> I was thinking about it was mean, though. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, first of all, just to get uh, uh, clarity on both of our float centers, uh, we do not, at the float shop, have a specific shirt you need to wear. You don't have to wear a float shop branded polo with a name tag on it, and I don't believe your center has that either. Is that correct?
1: That's correct. At Float Nashville, it's very laid back. It's a lot more uh, casual so all we ask is that they wear they make sure that there's nothing on the on the clothing that would offend Mm. Uh, so language is an issue Mm -hmm. Uh, and we ask that the clothing be in good condition Mm -hmm. um, no holes and that it be somewhat modest like we even it's Mm -hmm. so funny in our handbook i even say i don't care guys if you want to wear kilts i don't care Mm -hmm. but when you bend over Mm -hmm. i don't want to see Anything that's underneath it, either. So you know, we do the we have very we have very pretty loose loose standards. Um, We've had a few things that made me feel like we had to rewrite that. I'll talk about that later. Hmm. Um, But you know, it was kind of made that way because Mark uh, has pretty much flat out refused to wear anything else. So let me tell you, if if none of you, if some of you are listening or are new and you don't know or haven't seen pictures, um, I my business partner is a bit of a hippie. And Mark is in his 60s. He's got his long hair, refuses to put it. Now, to his credit, he will not put it in an old, as he calls the old man ponytail, lets his locks flow freely. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, He always wears a T-shirt, which oftentimes oftentimes consists of a cat T-shirt. There's the Cat Taco T-shirt. <laughs> There's the You've Got to Be kidding Me Right Now T-shirt, <laughs> Right Meow T-shirt. There's oh the Lord. Cat Kraken T-shirt. So, you know, you get the idea. Wow. Um, okay. So he usually can be found in either a cat T-shirt or a um, or a uh, float T-shirt. Uh, his pair of jeans that are usually salt saint. <laughs> and the one hey, thing hey, that's... Hey, hey,
0: Hard to fight that. Come exactly.
1: On. I get it. I get it. <laughs> And the one thing that he is never without are his flip-flops. And it does not matter if it's summer, spring, fall, or there's the iconic picture of Mark with a uh, shoveling snow outside the float center. First thing that came to my mind. Yep. Cigarette (laughs) hanging out of his mouth. (laughs) And his flip-flops on his feet while he's shoveling snow. Um,
0: He's a true health nut, too. That's also important. Yeah, yeah. So, you know,
1: at Float Nashville, Mark has become so iconic that if he did anything else but wear any of that at Float Nashville, I think it would actually take away from the charm of the place.
2: So,
1: (laughs) at Float Nashville, Mark is allowed to wear his flip-flops year-round, 365 Mm. days a year.
0: He won that one, huh?
1: He did. However, when we went to Float Alchemy, I said, Hey, Mark, I think we need to discuss. Now, Float Alchemy is a much larger facility. It's also... um, it's also a, a lot nicer. I mean, uh-huh. it's, it, it's not high end, but it's a little. Well, you know, we dressed it up a bit. So let's put it that
0: way. Yeah. Some money and, went into into this. So yeah, uh, a little bit building the build and, out.
1: Uh, we had an agreement originally that mm-hmm. he's going to have to maybe change some things if he's at Float Alchemy, including having covering his toes in the winter time, and this is where problems begin. It's an issue.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, (laughs) honestly, it seems like a health risk to have open-toed shoes. Um, I mean, there's just the professionalism, right? Right. Like, people walking around in flip-flops is is pretty ridiculous. Um, I don't know of many office jobs that allow flip-flops at, at the, at their place. But we get to have leeway, right? We're entrepreneurs. We get to play a little bit different. We're not going to put you in this, uh, you know, in this box, man. We're going to let you be yourself at our, at your float center. But then, like you said, no holes in the clothes, no foul language, (laughs) really high standard there. Uh, And then, um, the sandals seems like you can—it's a—it's a risk you can stub your toe, which employees have done at our place. We, I think, got rid of flip flops, but open toe was still acceptable. And then we had um, at least once an employee uh, bang up their toe uh, on, you know, whatever. And I mean, then and then you've got a you know blood cleanup, and you know it's not a huge yeah. thing, but it's it's there.
1: Well, and I agree. Um, I think we could do open toed Like I'll wear nice sandals during the summertime,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but um, but yeah, the flip flops, and this is the problem: is this flip flops are completely salt covered. And guess what? When you wear flip flops three and sixty five days a year, your your toes eh. don't look too great, and your your Oof. skin starts to crack. And now we're oh. looking at other issues. So <laughs> uh,
0: brutal. That is brutal.
1: But in general, you know. Um, it, it, it's, it's been, it's been a, it's been a fight and it's been a fight that we can't seem to resolve. Um, sure. he just, he doesn't care. but float alchemy things, you know, fall is coming now. It's been 96 <laughs> today. So fall's <laughs> not coming that fast, but, yeah. uh, we do, I think things have to change. I find it interesting that at float alchemy, uh, one of our new employees and I were talking and she's like, you know, She's like, I wore my T-shirt. We we had a little, uh, we had T-shirts made. We actually made our logo into a rainbow for Pride. We worked uh, the Pride Festival last week. So it was really cute. We made these cute little shirts. (laughs) And so our new employee wore her Pride T-shirt. She's like, but you know, I feel really uncomfortable. I just feel way too dressed down. And she's like, normally she she still wears a casual shirt, but it's a shirt, not a T-shirt. And she's like, you know, should we dress differently here? And all of a sudden, I started thinking about it. And I'm going, you know, I don't feel great sitting at the front desk with a T-shirt and jeans and, you know, real, real super casual shoes. And it's really got us thinking. Float Alchemy is very different from Float Nashville. How do we address this? And will Mark ever give up his cat (laughs) T-shirts? I don't know.
0: But... uh Mark aside, because you know he's got a stake in the company. A, he can yeah. put his foot he can put his foot down. But just from like, mm-hmm. if you could ignore him and his say, because <laughs> we could argue that he has uh, a bias, and uh-huh. he he also is able to actually put a wall up. But for your for your employees, uh-huh. you would definitely say that's completely inappropriate, correct or I'm, or not?
1: I'm thinking about uh, changing the de- dress code slightly for Float Alchemy because mm-hmm. I do feel. There, people expect a little bit more. Mm -hmm. We're dealing with a different clientele. They're not Nashville people. They may only be 25 minutes outside of Nashville, but they are not Nashville people. Mm -hmm. And I've really started giving thought to it. I think it does affect, dress does affect the way that we are perceived. Yep. Yep. They expect the t-shirts and jeans at Float Nashville. Hmm. I'm getting the feeling they don't expect that at Float Alchemy.
0: Hmm. Right. Um, Right. mm -hmm.
1: Do you have any like what? What are your policies for dress at Float Shop? Because Float Shop is a pretty, it is very cozy, mm-hmm. um and it's lovely, but it's definitely not a float Nashville. You are mm. you, you to me with float with the Float Shop kind of fall in with Float Alchemy. What do you find? Oh, what, what kind of things have you implemented?
0: Yeah, I think it has been a learning process. Uh, I think we um, started out, I mean, and I've talked about management in the past, like we wanted it all to be like this flat management uh, style. Mm -hmm. And we we since learned, you know, maybe not ideal. And, you know, we, it was like very just kind of grassroots from the get go. Mm -hmm. So that also reflected in our, in our dress code. And we, we basically didn't have one. Uh, Mind you, it was, me and Sandra working at the float shop, so we didn't necessarily have to have a very specific dress code. But then we would take on an employee, our first employee, and it would be a conversation about, you know, we're on 23rd, this is an upscale area, let's dress to match it, and, and and that was fine. But, you know, maybe I would have an excuse to wear flip-flops or an open-toed shoe, or, or a, an employee would wear an open-toed shoe, that kind of thing uh, would, would absolutely happen. Um, as we got bigger and bigger, and by that I mean more and more employees, then all of a sudden you see more interpretations on what that means. And you start th- seeing things like maybe camo, uh, <laughs> camo t-shirt style or pants, or um, uh, cargo pants, uh, that, that kind of thing. And all of a sudden it's like, I'm not against that, but I'm looking at, when I walk in the door, this is a different feeling than what I envisioned the float shop. To look like or or to feel like when you when you first walk in, mind you, it's very important that we're not pretentious. We don't want to be off-putting to anybody and and look like this is only a place uh, of a particular type of person or somebody with money. Uh, so, it we have been reluctant to do that. We have had things like no text on your shirt. Uh, it shouldn't you shouldn't be talking to a customer and they're you know, if you're trying to talk about the float or the float experience, something like that, they shouldn't be drawn to something else on your shirt that's going on, um, you know, because of because of words and go to that part of the brain. Um, we don't want brands to be very clearly marked. Um, there's a little bit of wiggle room with that for sure. Uh, we have talked about no hats or beanies. I am not a fan of those. Uh, I'm I'm a huge fan personally, but I'm not a fan of them at the shop. Uh, If I could get away with wearing them at the shop, I would, but I feel like it puts across, uh, especially with like a build hat, you're kind of oftentimes hiding behind that, but beanies in Portland are actually really in, and guys and girls can wear them and like make them look good. So it's like, how do you say you can wear a beanie, but it has to look good? You know, it has to meet this aesthetic (laughs) mark is really tough. And so I think the easiest thing is to just say we can't, you can't wear a hat. You have to, part of the professionalism of the shop is no hat. And it's funny that we're talking about this tonight because that is the conversation just within the past month or so, Sandra and I have been talking about like, all right, let's take another look at, at our rules here. You are gonna ask?
1: Yeah, I, I was gonna say, so, you know, especially at Float Alchemy, we have the people that greet at the front door and then we have the people, like Mark, almost all of his job is in the back. It's, mm-hmm. cleaning, it's cleaning float rooms. And it is, you know, he is in salt. He is in salt and water. So yeah. I feel like in some ways, yeah, it's not fair to say his jeans have to be, you know, s- salt free or at least, you know, looking looking like, you know, maybe darker shade of of uh, of Jean or, you know, it's true. His his shoes, his,
0: his jeans, 50 shades of gray. Is that what you're Lord.
1: saying? Um, kind <laughs> of. Yeah. <My>
0: uh,
1: <laughs> he, he looks fine. But, um, yeah, so I've been thinking, well, do I have a different dress code for people who are working in the back and people who are working in the front? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the other thing that we've talked about, is that way Mark could stay with his crappy little shoes, his little flip-flops. But the person at the front desk does need to wear either a nice sandal or a closed-toed mm-hmm. shoe uh, because they're greeting people and they're walking people to their, for sure. to their place. So... so-
0: uh, for us, the same person does that. So we generally don't have one person who's always going to be in the back gotcha. and one person always in the front. So Mark does get a little leeway with that. However, just like, so <laughs> now don't mind, mind you, I think it is very important to be clean and sanitary. All of that stuff like that is, uh, safety is the number one, most important before customer service. That is the most important thing at the shop. With that being said, I like that gloves look like you are, doing things professionally and in a clean way. So when you're cleaning the rooms, you're wearing gloves. Um, Do I think you're actually going to get sick uh, if you don't wear gloves? Um, Maybe, right? Like you're rolling the dice and, and maybe it will, maybe you don't, but that's the reason we wear gloves, right? But what I love about it, just speaking of the dress code, the aesthetic, how we come across, is you look professional. If you're going through cleaning the rooms and you have these gloves on, you look like you were there to do a particular job, and you're doing it with a particular level of, I don't know if expertise is the right word, but you're doing it the right way. And I like that that message going out to my customers. Now, if that's also paired with flip-flops and some camo... (laughs) shorts, then the message becomes a little bit foggier. And so even the person in the back gets seen, you know, if somebody's going to the bathroom, if they're, uh, um, you know, there's a, there's a hundred reasons why you might walk past that person who's doing the cleaning. Um, So I want them to be presentable as well. So even though it might not be the same dress code as the person up front, I would still want them meeting some, some particular standards. And I'm sorry, but flip-flops in, in cleaning the rooms, that, Like Dylan today thinks that's very silly. Whereas seven years ago, Dylan might've thought like, man, not such a big deal. It's hot out. It's cool. Um, it doesn't, doesn't read well to me.
1: Well, like I remind Mark or any employee, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you can, you can come in in different shoes and keep, now I do tell my employees, you should always have a change of clothes in the car or Mark always keeps a change of clothes there at float Nashville or float Alchemy or Mm -hmm. in float Nashville actually. Um, because, you never know. You don't know if you're going to get sprayed with salt water. Yeah. I get sprayed almost daily when we when a keg goes out in the tap room um, and you're pouring, oh. all of a sudden it explodes everywhere and I'm like head sure. to toe. And it's gotten bad enough where, yeah, I need to go and change. I'm just sticky. I'm a mess. <laughs> I'm like, I, I you know, I'm back in the bathroom with a washcloth, you know, clean it off. Um, so they should always have a pair of shoes. So, or I mean, a pair of, uh, of clothes to change into. So, yeah. so, why shouldn't they, you know, wear whatever's comfortable to the space, put on different shoes at the float center, do your thing, put your other comfortable shoes on and go home at the end of there, go out or right. go wherever you, wherever you go. Yeah. Um, we've talked about that as well. I, I do, I mean, no, cause I've, I've even told him that now we're getting into shoe wear, but I've told him, I mean, Crocs, the, I know they are ugly, ugly.
2: Not all of them though. I'm here. I'm
1: here to tell you. No,
0: no, no, no. We're gonna have to talk about this for a second. (laughs) You lost me. We were vibing, Amy. We've been friends for years. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna change your mind on that. (laughs) Are you? (laughs) Actually, do have some
1: really nice, uh, especially for women. I don't know about men. I'll be honest. I don't look at men's footwear. Uh, but uh, for women, they have some really lovely and padded sandals, but they're easy to just spray down. Sure, um, sure. They are <laughs> they're comfortable for me. Like I said, I walk on cement all day long. I am running back hmm. and forth in that building. And they were my go-to the summer. Now, unfortunately, the, um, the closed shoe ones for winter aren't fitting me right, so I'm going to have to find another option. But <sighs> um, for Mark, okay, obviously he does not care about fashion yeah so clearly what yes. would be wrong they may not be attractive but they are practical in a float room mine at least my sandals don't skid um, they don't oh, slip and they yeah. are easy to rinse off. And one of the biggest complaints from our employees, especially early on was, mm-hmm. oh, I came and I know you told me no skid shoes and you know be aware that what salt's going to do to them. But they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I ruined at least two pairs of shoes before I got smart and right. changed everything. So
0: now is uh, that even true? So uh, I, you said it used to be this way because mm-hmm. like they were figuring out what it was like. But isn't there also like a level of you were figuring out as a float oh, center, yeah. how to run, like, yeah. I, I don't think you have to get covered in salt during every shift. And it, ha- it doesn't have to be that wild.
1: No, uh, no. But if you have some things going on, and Mark does do repairs between. So yes. Mark, Mark is, okay. yeah, the exception to that. No, you don't necessarily get super bad. I, I know some of our employees will get like on the hem of their pants or something, they'll get mm-hmm. a little bit. But yeah, it's not a big deal. Mark, on the other hand, because he is doing repairs, and he's back yeah. on the equipment and cleaning equipment and spraying things down and... And that sort of thing he's he's a little he's a little different animal, yeah, but we have you're right we didn't know back in the day we've gotten a little bit smarter we've gotten to the point and not to where I want to be, but we've gotten to the point where we're like here are some shoe options. you really need to consider these options we haven't found all of them yet, but we're getting more <laughs> we're getting mo better nice a little, little better
2: nice okay. uh, and
1: I think there will come a point in the future where maybe we'll Uh, buy their first pair or we will put or give them an allowance towards it and require them to to wear shoes from a list that we prepare Uh,
0: you know it's not uncommon that you start somewhere and they give you your first shirt like you can buy more of our our style that has our logo on it but here's your first one Mm -hmm. and yeah that that doesn't sound too outrageous to me
1: And we still give them, even though they're not required at Float Nashville to wear our shirts, every time we come out with a new shirt, everybody gets one or two shirts. We just do it.
0: Yeah, we we do have a higher on Mm -hmm. T-shirt. I do like, uh, oh gosh, I can already see Brian scoffing at me, but I like the drop V-neck style as opposed to just a classic T-shirt. I think those tend to come. Oh, you're laughing. All right, I'll just be quiet now. No, Uh, no, no well
1: I it's, it's uh, i mean there's sorry i am laughing i'm sorry there, there's
2: there's oh, a speaks. v-neck there's a v-neck and then there's the dylan's drop v <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> very not... low very low you. cut how
0: dare you uh <laughs> i have seen such such further drop v's than than mine but uh okay okay well, And
1: there's a lot of people who cannot get away with this. You look perfectly fine in them. But that uh, You know, if I tried to put Mark... Can you imagine if I tried <laughs> to put Mark in a
2: drop <laughs> v? Have you what, tried, maybe? though? <laughs> what was yeah. that? Have you tried, though? Ah, oh, I Could pull yes. it off. Yeah, actually. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> the last t-shirts, so we had the option
1: of um, a V-neck. And yeah,
0: no. So even standard <laughs> V-neck? He, he, really? Nope. I mean nope. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Not Fair a enough. good day for Mark when there's a V-neck around. Yeah. <laughs> um, So I think, yeah, a V-neck is always going to look better than a T-shirt. And I think that's mostly it. Um, This was super uncomfortable. Um, So Portland is its own... Gosh, this is is uncomfortable for me to talk about going going back to this conversation. Um, Portland uh, is very, I don't know what you want to call it, relaxed about uh, bras and underwear. You know, it's just kind of like very, very casual in that sense, um, and I guess especially like downtown where we're at. Uh, so we take on employees. that That's also like not a big thing to necessarily have a bra on, and we thought that an employee's uh, lack of underapparel was distracting, and it was distracting for clients. And uh, unfortunately i had that conversation with this employee would have been a way better call for sandra to have had this conversation with this employee uh but uh yeah that is something that came up and it's really kind of weird because neither sandra or i care about somebody um you can basically express yourself any way in that sense. Like we don't, we don't care about that in particular, but it did seem to be distracting to clients. And for that reason, we wanted to make that call. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but.
1: Um... Uh, well, where I'm from, that, that really has not been an issue, but I agree that if it, if it came to, to one of our employees, I'm um, going without <laughs> The proper mm-hmm. undergarments, let's put it that way, that I would probably be very uncomfortable, and it just mm. doesn't seem like a very professional. It doesn't feel very professional. Um, I will tell you, we had one employee who came in with really, really, really short shorts, like ah. little hot pants shorts. Uh huh. And yeah, we had to have a we had to have a conversation about that. That was, um, it was a little distracting, and
0: was he also wearing open toed shoes?
1: <laughs> flip-flops uh-huh. and yeah, yeah long ago <laughs> uh, but she, she was um, she <laughs> <laughs> but she, she it was it was very distracting and and yeah, it was something that we, we hadn't put in our, once again, we're kind of learning as we right. go. We didn't have that standard. You know, m- well, I mean, I, sa- I said you know, if you have a skirt or a kilt on, if you bend over and you're able to see anything, right. um, that that was inappropriate. Well, these, this wasn't a skirt or a kilt. Mm-hmm. Yep. But when you can see the, where the cheek connects to the thigh, we had that, to make uh, a new rule. We had to make a new policy. Um,
0: which, by the way, why did that become a thing? Am I just such a, such an old man now? I totally don't get that. That's incredibly popular in Portland here. Oh, Brian's shaking his head. He disagrees. Big fan apparently. <laughs> I I'm, I'm just teasing.
1: And uh, and it's not a it's not a problem from a personal standpoint. Right. I don't have any issues seeing out on the street. I don't care. It doesn't I'm but pretty that's blocked, definitely
2: whatever. unprofessional. But
1: from a professional standpoint, when you are alone in a in a space, whether you're a man or a woman, and you don't know who's walking through those doors, I'd much rather, I'd much rather just err on the side of of being professional and yeah. not conveying that we might be something other than what we are.
0: So, how does somebody define? How do they decide? Well, a like should should I have a dress code? Here's one reason to have a dress code. You can know who works at your float center. And this is one issue that yes. I think can be very real. I've seen it at other float centers. I've I've heard complaints about other float centers of going in there and not knowing who works there. And that could be an issue at the shop, too, at the float shop, is yeah. that um, you walk in, everybody's sitting around, everybody looks like they're chill and having a good time. Hopefully your employees also look chill. Uh, how do they know? And so there can just be, you know whether it's a shirt with a logo or a polo with your logo or a name tag, just some kind of an identifier. So it's like, Mm -hmm. ah, okay. I know who to talk to. I know who to make eye contact with, with as opposed to just staring around for, you know, that awkward eight seconds of time until somebody says something to you. Um,
1: and that is a big problem, well, uh, something we, we had a concern with at Float Alchemy because it is so big. We wanted somebody who could uh, be walking down the back hallway and be able to easily identify someone who can help them because it is a big building. And it, is, it can be confusing the first time that you're in there if you're not sure. familiar. And um, that has been an issue. Right now, the way that we solve that is all of us wear an earpiece and a radio and uh, so it's really easy to tell, even if we're not wearing an identifying T-shirt. Usually, customers aren't going around with an earpiece and a radio and a mic clipped to their <laughs> to their shirt. Yeah. Um, but in the future, when we have more employees and not everyone's wearing an earpiece, that might be an hmm. issue. Sure. I, by the
0: way, I find that amazing that you have to have an earpiece in your space. It's crazy. Like that's a true testament to the scale of <laughs> your operation. It's epic.
1: We, well, you know, we found it so our building basically is a big oval with a bunch of rooms in the center. I mean, really, it's a little bit more than that. But when you think about it, and what we were finding was like, I'd be in the tap room, and Mark would be back in the salt room, which is on the opposite side of the corner in the back, and I'd be in the opposite corner in the front. And then I'd be go looking for Mark, and Mark would be coming up to the front desk. And in the meantime, I'm going around to the back to the salt room. He's now in the tap room. I'm in the salt room, and we just keep going around and around and around. We're just chasing each other circle. It was crazy. It's a it was beautiful dance. It's a good, we had to do it. Great I, I didn't choreography. Have, yeah, I didn't have half a day to waste chasing Mark down. Right. Um,
0: you couldn't hear the flip flops from the other side <laughs> of the building.
1: No testament to our soundproofing.
0: Ah, nice. <laughs> Well played. <laughs> but,
1: you know, but so we do have one way to identify them without the shirts, but you know, in the future that may not be the same. And that's the other thing we were thinking about. It's like I want to be able to identify our, our people from the back as well. Oh, so if we have t shirts printed, I want to make sure that it has some sort of indication that they are with Float Alchemy on the back oh. because, once again, it's such a big building. If somebody's feeling lost, they want it, we want them to be able to identify and find someone as quickly as possible.
0: I'm also curious because of your demo in Murfreesboro, if that would kind of resonate more than in Nashville. Um, just like having a uh, not a, not a dress code, but you have to wear uh, like a polo or something like that with with the brand on it, on uh, front and back. It just mm-hmm. seems like that might fit more there based on what you said. Am I wrong on that?
1: At, in Nashville, in Float Nashville? No, no. Oh, I'm sorry. In, in Murfreesboro. In Murfreesboro, yeah, in, in Float Alchemy, absolutely, yeah. There has to be a way to identify. Float in it, uh, Float Nashville, it's so tiny,
2: mm-hmm, it's right. so
1: tiny that pretty much you see when you walk in, you see someone rushing in and out of uh, float <laughs> yeah. rooms. It's, it's come, becomes very obvious <laughs> really fast. Um, <laughs> you don't have any problem because there's one person working for three float rooms and they're either running in and out of float room they're either behind the front desk or they're coming out of the kitchen which is like our workspace area oh, right right mm-hmm. so you know we haven't had any issues yet but that you know that's interesting have you ever had any employees balk at adding new policies for when it comes to clothing
0: yes i have Um, Yes. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I don't want to go too far into this, but yes, I did have an employee that uh, was wearing what I would consider an absurd shirt and it did not have any text on it, but it was absolutely distracting. And while it might have been fun and cool, it certainly did not for me match the vibe and the aesthetic of what we were trying to do. And I think it might make some people, I'm not uncomfortable and like, oh my God, that's a touchy subject, but just like, um, I don't want to give too much detail away on this, so I apologize for being ambiguous or vague on this one, but uh, it, it just totally didn't didn't work for me, and I did have to say something about it, and got uh, some, some feedback that was less than super positive about it. Uh, but I felt very good about having said it, and... it it was just something i I had to do it the 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 cost of any upset or anything that would need to be smoothed over over time um was absolutely worth it
1: you know i i keep thinking what would happen if i went into float nashville and started implementing even soft changes to our employee dress code
0: it's tough when they've been around for a while right like this is their space which is true
1: And I've thought about, I've thought about, you know, should we at least just require them to wear just a Float Nashville Mm -hmm. t-shirt? We've toyed with that idea for a little while. In fact, we're getting some new, it's our five-year, by the way, y'all, it's my five-year anniversary this month for Float Nashville.
2: Congratulations. (laughs) Thank
1: you. So we're getting some new t-shirts done. And once again, in Float Nashville style, none of them are very serious. One is a a cat floating above the nashville skyline um, <laughs> you know, wow you that
0: see. is awesome yeah mark mark stink is all over that one yeah <laughs> uh,
1: and the other one actually i requested that
0: one uh, <laughs> i have
1: to admit and then the other one is uh, a drawing of one of mark's new float tanks with the Nashville Ooh. skyline on it so they're vi- but they're very nice. retro they're not hmm. which fits float nashville very well um so I'm like, well, you know, we have some new T-shirts. Now we have a total of like five or six different patterns. You know, I maybe maybe I should ask. So if, if I were to present this, how would you go about it? Is it something you
2: you Ooh. would just come
1: out and say, "Hey guys, from here on out, you're required to wear a float Nashville T-shirt," or would you
0: do you, you have, them into
1: it? Do you have a
0: specific we, manager at your site?
1: We do. Um, okay. Well, he's basically the manager. He uh-huh. still defers to Mark, but he's he sure. does all of our scheduling. He he's the first line of defense if something <laughs> goes down. So cool.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this this might be piercing the veil a little bit too much i hope this doesn't sound like a too sneaky but i think getting that person on board in the first place and like this is why and like you know you want this place to come across professionally and this is why as long as they were on the same page you could you could get them on your team for this concept i think it would be a lot easier to disseminate to the rest of the team as opposed to just this complete top down this is what the man is saying this is what you know like (laughs) That yeah. I mean, because as you as you get bigger, you do kind of become more. Um, I don't want to say out of touch, but yeah, I mean, literally yeah. less in touch. And uh, so to have somebody who's boots on the ground every day, and you know, friend, you know, friends are friendly with everybody, and has that personal touch to be like, hey guys, this is why we want to do it. We care about this place, and this is why. That's a little bit easier of a sale, uh, in my opinion. So. Um, oh, and then I'd you know, i probably announce it at a team meeting and say, this is why, blah, blah, blah. And then they would also be advocating for it as well.
1: I figured I might be safe with the T-shirts. If I went in and said, everybody now has to wear a polo shirt with Float Nashville on it, there'd probably be a movie. Uh, I would probably be strung up somewhere. I polo know. shirts are why I
0: got out of <laughs> working a full-time job. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, that would be a yeah. bit tough for me. Now, with that being said, I've also seen it look nice at other float centers as well. Yeah. So. It, there, it, I mean, I do. There I isn't kinda, a rule, right?
1: I kind of feel like when I see these slow center pictures with their employees behind the desk, smiling right? will smile it with, with their great little, you know, all of them have like kind of matching shoes and they have their great polos tucked in. And I'm like, wow. Why aren't are I pants? like that?
0: <laughs> why, can't I, <laughs> why, why can't I do that? I'm Those kids are cool. I'm make when I walk into the, the, the door in the morning. Oh, um, yeah. That's actually, <laughs> as the owner, that's the new one I get away with is like, I'm not working a shift or I'm just here to help for a transition, something like that. Then I'll walk around unprofessionally. It's like, ah, no, no, no. And like Sandra will chide me be like, Hey, you're repping and you're employees. So you, there, you, you got to rep when you're in the, in the float center. Like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I, I try to eke back and slide back into the ooze of, of just my day to day sandals and shorts. And it, it doesn't fly. I, it doesn't I fly. keep, I admit, I
1: keep, uh, I keep some extra clothes there at the float center. Smart, So then when I walk in in the morning, I go back to the, we have a prep area. I go put my makeup on before we open the doors. I make sure that at least, you know, my hair looks somewhat decent and I look somewhat professional. (laughs) And if my t-shirt looks a little rough or maybe a little too wrinkled, I'll throw on something else. But um,
0: you record, do you always record after working a shift? I do okay that I makes do. sense because i was gonna say brian have you ever seen amy look unprofessional <laughs> like, <laughs> li- have you literally <laughs> ever seen her not i, th-
2: I think she has phoned in uh very <laughs> under the weather before oh yes uh, that's right uh, huddled, even huddled showing a up blanket. for work sick <laughs> yeah but <laughs> <Nobody> generally <man. laughs> yeah. generally amy hops on and dylan and i are just commenting on how how lovely she looks every evening so yeah it's true that now we've we've un- we've uncovered the mystery yeah well, well
1: let's just let's just say well praise jesus we don't do this in the morning <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> nice. oh, Lord.
0: with it's, that being said scary. i also as you know tuesdays are my work <laughs> day so that's why i'm looking a little less a little oh. more disheveled come yeah. on come well you're on. Yeah.
1: coming yeah you're coming from cleaning <laughs> tanks and you don't look disheveled, <sighs> by the way it's it's pretty rare we're, we're a good looking bunch what can i say it's true but <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, y'all—that's your day off. And uh, for me, I—I I did have to work today, and I only—I did get showered by kombucha, which is why I'm wearing a shirt instead of a T-shirt. I got <laughs> completely showered from head to toe with uh, painkiller kombucha, just everywhere. Just you know, nothing like looking classy in front of a client and get
0: completely sprayed from what is it there. dirty dancing what's the movie oh it's flash dance flash like, dance that's what i'm picturing <laughs> amy on the chair just kombucha raining down <laughs> it's
1: pretty much exactly what it looks like oh right? that's just awesome like that. just yeah like that.
0: <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> remember part. it that way <laughs> it's all
1: about the experience it's all about the experience for the client so we just have that <laughs> <chain> <laughs> piece yeah the yeah yeah i just throw myself back in a chair it's, it's oh. amazing it's amazing Beautiful. Surprised
2: we're not packed every day,
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Let's. See. We covered shoes, Sorry. which Crocs. That's an shoes. interesting one. Um, Check them out. I can't uh, argue with you on the functionality part, but that's never been the argument for Crocs, yeah. right? Or or against Crocs is they're they're functional. That's how they win people over the world over. Mm-hmm. But uh, Lord, if they're not the most hideous shoe.
1: But not all of them are. I'm I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna send y'all some links and some pictures okay. to put in the in the notes, and I want okay. I want our listeners to um to chime in on those because (coughs) there are some at least for women like i said i don't know about men i don't look at a lot of men's (laughs) footwear fair fair enough (laughs) i've had some i had some crocs that i wore all summer long that were i would just rinse them off at night let them dry overnight they looked nice they had little metallic decoration on them they were comfortable
0: Hey, hey Brian, if you make the uh, imagery for this week's episode, can it be (laughs) featuring a a fashionable croc, croc, please? (laughs) Can I put in that that request?
2: Uh, You can request it. I'm (laughs) on the site now, and I'm... Oh, okay. Whatever Amy says is fashionable, I guess. So, there's, there's you know, it's funny. We're here.
1: talking about this, and I realize, y'all, I am, like, extremely an extremely unfashionable human being in general. <laughs> so I'm sitting here going, wait a second. I'm saying these are cute and fashionable? Yeah. And then we're going to put these out, and people are going to be like, I don't know what is wrong with this Do woman. not trust these guys.
0: <laughs>
1: but, <laughs> but, uh yeah, so now I'm getting a little nervous. Now I'm kind of like, mm, <laughs> I'm I'm not sure. What if What if I have horrible taste? Which
0: Brian just I sent I? me a link. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think we got our show header here, Brian. We're <laughs> we good to go. God, crocs that's are the one, disgusting. No. That's clearly what she's talking about.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh,
0: I think they're a camo esque uh, <laughs> rock to to match your shorts. Nobody will know you're in your building. It's great. You can hide from customers. <laughs> Genius genius. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um do you have any hat wear by the way just before I well, I guess we don't have to close it down, but just I'm curious. Do you have any hat wear limitations? Do people want to wear hats at your place? It's not a thing.
1: God, Honestly, such a Portland it's thing. never come up. <laughs> um and Mark hates hats. I mean, like hates, detests huh. and abhors them. So will not will not ever wear a hat. So and and it's yeah, no one's ever never done it. I, I'll be honest with you though, if somebody came in with a, like something that was not, a, like a ball cap or something, yeah, I, I couldn't, couldn't right.
0: do that. I, mm-mm, not in a building. I'd take Mark in a, <laughs> oh Mark God, in a so hat old. twice a month for sandals half as often. Uh-huh. I'd, I'd make that trade off. But that's just me. That's just me. Um, I do want to just say one more time that I think uh, there is a safety thing with open-toed shoes, and I think it's important that our people wear uh, closed-toe shoes. I think that is important. Um, beyond that, shorts. Are shorts okay? Just not cargo shorts, maybe?
1: Um, you know... Do you have any opinions on that? i They wear shorts at yeah. our space, mm-hmm. and I'm not even horribly opposed to... There's some nicer cargo shorts, <laughs> Um, I'm not horribly opposed to them. Once again, at Float Nashville, feeling a little Mm. different about it at um, Float Alchemy.
0: I love that you have two different perspectives on your two different businesses. And I think that is, should be a big takeaway is just, it's depending on your building, your space, the clientele you're trying to attract or that end up in your space. Those things should be influencing how you dress your employees, right? Like it makes a difference. And there,
1: there are expectations based on how you do business and where you're located and, um
0: And also, how comfortable you're making them. It might make yeah. them more or less comfortable depending on the demographic of people that are coming in. Uh, it just shorts and a t-shirt might be perfect for a particular type of float center in the particular right community, and you know, dressed to the nines might be more comfortable for for your clientele. Uh, otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, kind of invert it. I. I think it's a fun and interesting conversation to have, though, and something that people, if nothing else, should be thinking about, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't I- ideally, you can have this conversation before your first hire and with your business partner, if you have a business partner, at least by yourself, ooh gosh, holding yourself accountable every single day as the owner, that would be tough if you didn't have a have a business partner. Or in Mark's case, even if you did have a business partner. but yeah. uh, <laughs> um, let's see here. I think. I think we're ready to sign off. Are you any, any other hard breaking clothing you just got to, got to share?
1: No, no, not at all. We didn't, we did not touch on, I said, no, not at all. And then I I bring one more thing up. You know, we didn't talk about um, scrubs. I've seen a few places use scrubs. Hmm. I think that's an interesting uh, vibe to give out. And I know some float centers do use at least scrub tops. How do you feel about scrubs? Well, the and first, what they, the impression yeah.
0: that they give. Um, a, I think the most comfortable clothing on earth. I love, I love scrubs is like uh-huh. pajama wear and like lounge wear. Uh-huh. Um, the first thing that came to my mind was that for the float shop, we didn't want to have kind of that hospital or clinical feel to mm-hmm. our space, so that would not pair with that design philosophy. But I know a lot of other float centers do want that very clean, white. Um, I don't know if "sterile" is the right word, but that the very clean um, looking feel. Am I describing this correctly? Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? Um, and if that's the case, I think that would pair very well with it, and just continue that we're clean, we're sanitary. This is this is a clinical field. We run things in a clinical way, which would I think make a very particular or uh, a large group of a particular type of people feel very comfortable and safe in that environment. Mm-hmm. So I think it can work. Personally, you know, not not for us. But, yeah. uh, but but for somebody else, yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely not for us either. But I've seen it pulled off and done in a really great way that does look very professional and clinical, and that is a that is a way some some float centers want to go. I think it's great.
0: Like most fashion, it can look great on somebody else, but yeah. not on me. And like not for the float job. <laughs> Just we can't pull yeah. it off. Yeah. yeah. I hear you. Uh, let's see here, Brian. I'm I'm curious. Did you have any? Um feelings walking into the shop i don't know if you can think back
2: six or seven years ago, but <laughs> i can't <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> no, not really i mean it's the the shop the shop in particular float shop has such a kind of cozy warm homey vibe that i it doesn't really to me doesn't set a lot of expectations for huh. a certain dress code um mm. compared to you know the kind of slicker style um kind of spa like white wall aesthetic that we're seeing in a lot of new float centers mm-hmm. um to me walking into a place like that I'd I'd have more expectations for for how the employees are dressed I feel like gotcha cool
0: well then I think we will go out on that note Brian thank you thank you Amy Before we sign off here, I want to give a big thanks to FloatAway. FloatAway is manufacturing float tanks in the United States now, super exciting, which means it's very easy for them to get a float tank to you very quickly. So if you're expanding and you just need another float tank in that extra room that you've been waiting and saving up for, uh, they can get that tank to you. And if it's a large room, they can get up to 10-foot diameter pools into your space, which is absolutely incredible. But they have other styles as well. Tranquillity is what we have at the at the float shop. It does have starlights in the ceiling, which I was not a fan of having uh, in before experiencing it. Now that I've experienced, I love how it helps me quiet my brain down, have a little bit of um, something to focus on as my brain gets quiet and I let go. And eventually, if I remember, I turn out the starlights and sometimes I actually end up leaving them on because I just kind of forget, and uh, it works out nicely like that. They also have other things like vibration pads, uh, the starlights I mentioned. They also have the safety board to help people get out of float tanks. So it's not just float tanks. It's definitely worth simply getting in touch with Ginny and Colin. They're incredible people who passionately believe in the float industry and want it to be successful and to truly thrive. So FloatAway.com is where you want to go. Tell them that we sent you, and uh, definitely say hello to Ginny and Colin. Pick their brains and learn about their float tanks. In closing, thanks everybody for listening. It means so much to us every week to see that people are tuning in and interested in what we want to share. Thanks to our Patreon supporters for supporting us. That also means a ton to us. Uh, FYI at the $10 level, you do get a picture set every single month and the option to purchase a bonus set every month as well. And we are available for consulting art of the float.com forward slash consulting. If you want help with, uh, fundraising blueprints, soundproofing flow of design of your float center, if you're just not confident, if you want to hold hands with somebody through this process, which I highly recommend. Uh, Artofthefloat.com forward slash consulting is where you want to go. And by the way, if you are starting your float center and you want to understand your finances before you begin, FEMO is a tool that we have, uh, excuse me, are soon to be releasing and you can sign up for more information on that at art of forward slash F I M O. And that is a really cool tool to make predictions about what your business is going to be like over the next three to five years. And it can also help you get uh, financing through banks and, and lenders. So, uh, let's see here. Thanks so much to everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember there is an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. We'll see you next week.